Hello, everyone. In this week's episode of the Rabbi Parrots podcast, I'm doing something new and exciting. Coming up next month is my 40th birthday, and I wanted to celebrate this milestone to draw inspiration from what it means to become 40 in Jewish tradition. In our heritage, it says 40 is the age of intellectual integration. That's where your experience and your intelligence team up to produce a deeper understanding of what's happening with you in your life and your learning and what you're capable of, in addition to also producing a deeper perspective. So my goal is actually to learn with 40 people from my community and to share with you some of the wisdom and perspective and experience all coming together at this age for me. And I hope you enjoyed this uh, journey I'm on to really share with you this type of learning. Uh, our first uh, people to join this journey is Ellie and Alona. You may remember Ellie from the podcast I did a couple of years ago on his journey towards converting to Judaism. Uh, here we get to discuss what it means to have a mission statement, meaning in life, and more importantly, how to integrate it into your life as a way to have a better relationship. And more importantly, how we draw these inspiration from these topics and this idea. So enjoy. And uh, I look forward to sharing with you many podcasts in the next six weeks till my birthday on uh, various different topics with incredible, beautiful people that are in my community. And may this uh, 40th birthday inspire you to also use your milestones in your life to learn deeper and to grow deeper perspective. This podcast is presented by Rabbi Parrots Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, hello, <laughs> Ellie and Alona. How are you guys? Doing great. Well, I just spoke Both to them so. off recording and they're uh, new, new parents. So uh, if you were wondering why the pause before doing great is because they were double, <laughs> double checking in their mind. Are we doing great? Are, are we good? Uh, the very normal uh, new parenting stuff going on here. Um, I have uh, the privilege of knowing you guys for several years now and watching such big transformations happen in your life and maybe uh, playing a small role in getting to learn with you guys. I think all change happens from a person. They make the changes. I don't, I don't like when leaders, therapists, rabbis, anybody say, well, I made that. You didn't do anything. Every person's change is their own work. Uh, and I'm just uh, humbled to be a part of that journey for you guys. So uh, lovely to have you here to do a little learning together. We were definitely instrumental in our change and first dating and uh go one of um best uh, sorry best activities for our dates was to go learn with you wow wow well that that's uh, you can have a good shabbat. time huh yeah, yeah. all of the shabbats with you and miriam and community that was amazing well you guys are amazing um back when you uh when we were living in san francisco and we were doing classes together i was very um driven by this idea of having a much clearer, you know, vision for an individual's life. Like uh, San Francisco had so much of like, who am I? The company I work for. I'm Google, I'm biotech, you know, I'm Twitch, you know, I'm Amazon. So having those identities, um, we only see the falsehood now where they're just big, huge corporations that people work for. And and do what they can to make a living. But when they were starting, you know, 10, 12 years ago to really become who they were, 
people were so like, I reached the pinnacle of my life because I work for these companies and I, and I do this work. And I, I was with them. They're incredible jobs and they had incredible notoriety and you could go work for any company once you have that on your resume. And there were so many incredible parts to that. But what was missing was that's not your mission for life. You, you have this other mission that you may have not uncovered. You may not even have the words to discuss yet of what that mission is. And because of that, that led you to getting this job. That led you to having this type of excitement for and passion to develop your mind, to be able to compete in such a intellectually rigorous and deep industry. So if you can figure out what it is that made you you, instead of like natural selection and randomness <laughs> and luck, if you could find an actual pattern that motivated you, then you could you know, create a mission statement. And when you create a mission, you can follow that and use that to be successful at everything that life throws your way, whether you stay at that job, whether you become a parent, whether you have uh, issues in relationships or anything else in that matter. So that was a big part of what we did then is to, to, to ask people to think about what their mission is in life and what drives them and what are their goals. And by having a personal mission statement that you develop for yourself, you'll, you'll be able to clearly learn to identify that self independent of just external realities, right? Does that sound about what we used to talk about a lot? Uh, yeah, so uh, the more than the personal mission, uh, the part which actually got in both our minds, which we used a lot, was, was ourselves and, and our friends, were the mission of the family. Um, I think it's, uh, it's one thing to be focused on, the, on your own mission, but if it's diver diverging from the mission of the family, then maybe you're in, in the wrong boat or maybe you need to rethink what's going on. Um, it, the reason why I'm trying to like bring attention to this and, and, and just give you like, you know, um, I give you a huge thanks for, for this specific mindset is that I've been using it with all my friends who are doubting their relationship or like going through the hard phases. And the, the only question which I ask them, like, why, why exactly they're together? What, what, what's the mission? What's the reason? What, the, the, what's the reason for their company, right? The, the corporation, you say, you know, you just, just circling back to the idea that you're working for the company, right? Every company has a mission. Like, how are you connected to that mission? And so I think this is, this is a very important question to, to ask and answer. Yes, and uh, can I add, and I wanted to add that it's like the personal mission, uh, then fam like a couple mission, and then once you become a parent, then it's like the whole, fam like the family of three mission, which is like, keeps building up and then, but then priorities all flip over because you start thinking less and less of yourself and more and more of other people in your close circles. And what, what's like, as together, what do you do? It's, uh, it's, it's very inspirational to uh, see you guys have adapted that message correctly. And not just adapted <laughs> from me. I, I mean, ultimately I'm sharing with you a Jewish uh, cornerstone, which I'll explain in a moment, but it's a really a Jewish cornerstone. And the adaptation is the personal element. When a person gets married, they have to morph their mission into a relationship mission. It has to be. And not just because it's good for the relationship, but because that's actually the purpose of your own, own goals and your own vision for the world is how things come together. And although 
there are people who feel they need to go at it alone. Ultimately, in context of relationship, you have a much deeper connection to the world because the world, every facet of it is relationship-based. It's all about things coming together. There is no singular edifice onto itself. The only thing we call singular in spiritual terms is, I guess, divine, God, higher reality. And even that, the whole interpretation of divinity or godliness is the relationship it has with us. So the mission is always to create that connection and bridge that gap. And the most important time to really see that be successful is in a relationship, is to live according to that mission. And that becomes your North Star. And I think appropriately, when people are challenged in relationships, uh, I think that is very solid advice. Well, what is the mission of this relationship? And sometimes, you know, people only realize later on that what they thought was a mission was never really put into words or put down into a set that they could like put into a, a vessel and be like, that's what we are. It's, it's more like, yeah, generally we get along, we like the same things and we have good chemistry, but that's not a mission, you know? And uh, so the mission is, is, has to become concrete and it does over time. So like if your mission of your relationship is to be a source of light, just something general. I, we want as a relationship to be a source of light and you guys are get, not getting along, then you respond, listen, I want to be a source of light. Sometimes not getting what I want, but cr putting myself on the side in order to have a strong relationship actually brings light to the world. And that goes into our message of being a source of light. You could be, I want a source of guests or you or whatever the mission is for your life. You can always learn what I could get over based on the mission being more important than what I feel and want in the moment. So these are striking ideas that are are, are so part of my life and, and I share uh, with couples when they're dating and, and when we're learning, like it's something I think I need to learn first with people before I even begin to learn is like, this is what I'm after. I'm after this, this kind of like crystallization of like, what is this all for? Otherwise we just, uh, the learning, the rabbi, Judaism, spirituality, it just becomes comfort food. It's there to make you feel good and, you know, make you relaxed and happy, but there's got to be something a lot more than that for this experience on earth. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, I don't envy the couples that were together for 10 years on the basis that they spent some nice time together and then having that question asked if you don't have it figured out it's just it can hit you really hard with the uh, understanding that you're like just having fun i mean it's uh, just easier that way you know like because i i think the the fundamentally the this this layered cake of you know like a lot of people don't know what they want to do with their life like personally right their personal mission and then when you ask them about the couple mission, they're, they're even more lost with, with the whole statement. And then if you're talking about Judaism, you're talking about the entire nation statement and the entire nation mission in, in the world. Like, I think all those questions are just very like mature and, and hard to answer. I have a deep compassion for, for the generation of people that we're in today because the cultural culture that we're in doesn't necessarily support strong relationships. You know, we, we, we support um, this collective search for, for an equilibrium that, uh, that is elusive. You know, it isn't easy to find. And, and it's, there is nobility to 
to the cultural desire for unity and harmony and getting along and not judging people. There's definitely nobility to that. There's something special to it. However, it, it comes at the price of individual relationships not necessarily being supported. And I don't wanna go into a rabbit hole about like why culture doesn't support relationships, but statistics show that it doesn't. Uh, it, it can't be that the concept of marriage, which brings family and other people into the world is a coin toss up whether the relationship's gonna work or not. That means that culture is not supporting it. You know, If your relationship is the toss of a coin, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that I get married and I have such passion and such love and such and such excitement for this other person. And then 50% of those relationships are gone. Like why the toss up? Why the randomness? So I think it feeds the futility, the, you know, the like that, that the world isn't real and it's all random. Like, I think that those things really, really are fed. And because they're fed that way, it starts seeping into all relationships. Like I have, like, like, will we make it? Um, so this idea of having a mission allows you to sort of bridge the cultural phenomenon of like, does, do I want my mission to include what's happening in the world or not? And, and then how are we as a couple um, part of the impact of, of making what we believe the worldview is? Because any, any authentic journey and relationships and individualism and authentic being something that you could crystallize, you have a mission, you have a vision for it. If it's authentic, it's going to find a way to align with sustainable, long-term, achievable, beautiful things that although hard will actually affect the world. So these things are so, uh, so important to discuss. And wouldn't you believe this is the week to discuss them? This is the week to discuss them. Adar? Well, that's what you're talking about, the Jewish month. It's actually in the portion of this week, in the Torah portion of this week. Uh. Okay. And this week's Torah portion, it says the Jewish mission statement. It's right there in the Torah portion. Very short. The best mission statements are very short. And the mission statement is, God says, make for me a dwelling place and I will dwell in it. That's the mission statement. It's a simple mission that the whole entire world is about creating a dwelling place. And what does it mean to make a dwelling place for God? I think it means nothing less than transformation. Like it means, what does it mean? I'm making a dwelling place for an unseen energy that is everywhere. <laughs> I don't need to create anything for God. He created everything. It created everything. She created everything. By the way, all those names are true of God. It's just different levels, you know? And, and each level, it doesn't need our support. In a similar vein that when a person has a good job and a good mission, they don't always feel the need for marriage because I have what I need. I may want the pleasure of relationships, but I don't know if I want the commitment. But ultimately, the word va'asu, make for me, doesn't mean God saying make for me. God already made everything. It means put in effort. Transformation requires effort. And it does take effort to have a great relationship. You can't get away with that. It does take effort to have a great mission. And it takes more effort to have a relationship than to personally reach all your goals. In fact, you have to let go of some of your goals to have a great relationship, which shows you how that's a lot harder and requires more uh, effort and a transformative outlook to how it's going to be. So this is this portion idea. Just these words, make for me, the word make means work. It means transform. It means put an effort. It means make something happen. So our life does require effort, um, which lets you know why a lot of people, unfortunately, don't feel like they want to do it. It's hard. It is hard. 
people say, what, so why do Jews have a difficult time? I say, maybe just at the core, people struggle with the, the effort it takes to really get it done. You know, something challenging about having a mission. So it's right here. It's timely. It's part of our life. And uh, I, think there, I think it really is more inclusive of a mission than, uh, than you could possibly imagine because the idea that every person in this world has to find an authentic space where they can create uh, a dwelling place. In other words, create a space of transformation where you know, the limited and the unlimited meet, the, the, the temporary human being and the eternal force and energy of the world come together, that's nothing less uh, than transformation. And, uh, and that effort is worth our while, it's worth our time to create that space because that's where you find the lasting and sustainable joy that you need to do what you do. That's true. Um, I, want, I wanted to add to this. Uh, I really like the phrase uh, that good, good things are worth fighting for. Um, uh, I think it, 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 it needs to have, a, a, it's not a complete phrase because I think the complete phrase should be good things worth fighting for because uh, the things you're not, not worth fighting for, you know, uh, you don't need them. So uh, by this, I'm trying to say that everything that's important, everything that's, that's actually important for you is usually hard. <laughs> and so it's, it's usually worth working on it and, and fighting and, and choosing the path of, of, um, of not fighting or not working hard for to achieving those things. Uh, makes you focus on non-important things. Something about the long, short way, short, long way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's, and it, it is it is very hard. I, I think, uh, to be honest, as someone from outside of American culture, the the thing which I've heard a lot was follow your dreams, and I and and personally, I think this is a, a very bad phrase um, because it's not focusing on. Um, on what exactly um, you're trying to achieve. It's mostly focused on what exactly you're trying to get mm. um, or what you, you know, what, what you can get from your life, like focus on, on that part. I, I don't, uh, I think that, that changing it to something, uh, follow your passion or follow, um, you know, follow your mission uh, would be um, a harder, you know, and, and, and more interesting rule in life. So instead of me perhaps taking down follow your dreams and saying that I agree with you, because I think from the lens you're saying it coming from an outside culture, uh, you're from Ukraine, correct? Yeah. Yes. Does that align people in Ukraine grew up with follow your dreams? No. No, he says that he's, listened, uh, he's heard it from outside of the That's state. what I'm saying. Why do you think it's not that, that uh, line wasn't uh, where you were growing up? Uh, oh, because we needed to survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, our baseline was like, if you're not successful, you're gonna uh, you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't have so a job. It's very somber. <laughs> it's very real. Well, yes. So I'll tell you like this: the following your dreams element, although it's not perhaps a Jewish line, you know, there's no like follow your chalomot, follow your dreams. There's no line like that. But there is an idea, even within this line, Va'asu Li Mikdash, Va'asu, we said, was the effort and transformation. Li, to me, means personal. Like, 
sometimes dreams is where you find your, your personal, you see in survivalism, it's not always personal because you'll adapt and take on other personas in order to, to live in order to be, but you may not totally find who you are and what you are entirely because you're somewhat stuck with, I got to survive, forget who am I? I got to live. I got to, I got to, I got to survive. But in Judaism, there's this incredible emphasis placed on finding yourself. Moses, when he meets God, this is a line from Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, who passed away last year, uh, and he said, sometimes I just think about how the first thing Moses says to God, he actually, the first question Moshe actually asks Hashem is, who am I? Mi anochi. So like, like, who am I? What type of question is that? Who are you? You are you. It's no, it's what is unique about my experience and what I need to accomplish here. And that's where this third word is, Asuli. what does it mean to make personal mikdash? Mikdash is, comes from the idea that there is a sense of silliness to this world. There's a sense of like, like a um, lack of meaning to so many things we do. You know, it's like, I generally understand that brushing my teeth is good for me because, you know, it keeps me from the dentist and it gives me a longer, better hygiene. And, and we learn now that it's good for the heart and it's good for other, but ultimately every single time you brush your teeth, you feel like it's a, it's meaningful, you know, but comes, comes Judaism and says, yeah, there's nothing that's not meaningful in this world. So there's a certain sense of silliness to all this. It is meaningful. It isn't meaningful, but this idea that it's silly or concealed or doesn't quite seem important on every level is what Judaism is all about. In order to find yourself, in order to, quote, follow your dreams, you need to find a space where you start seeing meaning within everything that you're doing. And you start creating a pattern that because I'm Lee, I'm personal, and because Va'asu, I put in effort and I'm authentic on this journey, Mikdash, everything I make has a space where there's purpose. Because I am purposeful, everything I engage with is purposeful. And then I see it the other way around, that everything is purposeful. Until we upload our sensitive eyes and seeing everything is purposeful, it's very hard to really reach this pinnacle space of like, I'm living a life of, 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 of where I feel like I'm meeting the divine. I'm meeting that transformation in my life. Think about it. You guys are young parents. You understand that every step with the child is meaningful. You understand it. You understand the, the, the baby's crying says something and, and, uh, and, and uh, the hygiene of the baby is super unique and important. And it's not like secondary. Every element of the baby is important. However, you won't actually see how it, how it really happens. You'll feel it more than you'll see it. You'll, you'll less intellectually understand. You just hope for the best because after all, you're doing what you do according to your research, your knowledge, your best case, and you're taking your best step forward and you're going to educate your children the best you can according to the resources you have and you'll, you'll build this whole world, but you don't know. You don't know. That lack of knowledge sometimes becomes a source of fear the only way to overcome that fear is by this authentic uh, search for living up to a mission statement, making the effort, making it personal, being authentic. In other words, there's got to be an element of where I go to sleep at night, 
why are my dreams so out there? Or any of us when we have dreams, why are they challenging to our to our day-to-day understanding of things? It's because we're still working things out in ways that we know we'll never understand. But we still need to believe that we could see the synchronicity of everything. And the more we see it, the more it motivates us and inspires us. So there's something inspirational about dreams that takes us out of being a survivalist and out of just doing what we need to do in order to live and puts us in a sphere to find this unique path where there is harmony to even my challenges and my difficulties because there is a silliness and concealment to the world. And that is that it enables us to be ourselves. This whole concealment element, or I don't know what's going to happen, or if, it do, if, if you don't want it to be fear, then you need to build it as, well, that's why I get to be me. If everything was truly transparent and everything was truly like we were all naked, we'd focus on the idea that it's very hard to be myself because we all look exactly the same. We all fit in entirely. So there's this spark of, of genius in in the concealment, in the clothing, in the things that cover us. And dreams is that type of thing. It's that type of, it's that type of concealment because we don't really understand our dreams. Are they just psychological, you know, uh, subconscious reworkings? Or are they really, you know, allowing our brain to unwind? Or are they some type of prophetic vision of like seeing something and feeling something? So um, I like the way you brought that in with the mission and the idea. I think it helps bring us to another layer and appreciation of what it means to have a mission statement and what it means for the Torah to say that our mission statement is collectively as Jews to create a dwelling place. Yes. I also wanted to say that in, in the phrase itself, follow your dreams, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like being very careful about which dreams are yours or like, is it like something uh, along the lines, I want a million dollars because it's just something that people sometimes dream about, you know, but it's like, it's very important to understand your dreams and not something that's just like arbitrary to uh, other people. Takes, takes deep thought, right? It takes deep contemplation. My great grandfather used to say, uh, what people want to know what a Hasidic Jew is. It's somebody who thinks a lot. That's one of the things you say, they think a lot. So I try to think a lot, you know, what, is, what does it mean? Uh, let, let my mind work, which has become more and more important these days for other reasons of like learning to control your own thoughts and learning to, you know, take back your thoughts. Your thoughts are hijacked by surrounding things, but that's a whole nother topic for another yes. time, but still a very <laughs> worthy one to, 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 to develop into it. So this Half is an hour is not enough with you, Perit. <laughs> no, we're, not. we're we're just we're just trying to open ourselves up you know yeah i i uh thought we'd go one direction and then you brought up dreams and it just reminded me that there's a whole <laughs> romantic nature to this as well you know of like like there's a real engagement between the survivalistic nature and the dreamlike nature of trying to go beyond that that uh that even if you're brought up to be full of survival and like and then when you hear Americans say, go after your dreams, you're like, you are silly. <laughs> there's a lot more to <laughs> that. And I may not disagree entirely, but nevertheless, there's this, uh, these two worlds do bridge and they do bridge to, to push us forward. It's why in, um, uh, in, in, psych in, in, uh, in psychology, especially Jungian psychology, 
or Freudian psychology, they love analyzing dreams with the idea being that they have kernels of wisdom to untangle some of the difficult shadows in your life. So this is, uh, there are some beautiful things because having a mission isn't easy, but that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. We're here to discover that mission, find a life full of purpose and find out what our talents and potentials are and maximize them. And they could all come together in a relationship uh, which pushes you to trim some of the ego a little bit to fit somebody else's ego in. And you do that by having this North star. And like, that's what inspires us. You got to look for that inspiration everywhere. So uh, thank you for inspiring me. And, uh, and I'm thank always inspired by you guys' us. journey. <laughs> thank you. Aliyah, the Shepherd, the Venice, the Havana, the Gila.